What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well, as well as the, the real deal cocktails, mimosa flights and all the goods. So come on out for brunch or come out in the evening for the new warm weather cocktail menu featuring lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, tons of outdoor patio space and good eats. Big thanks to Produce Row Cafe for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's do it. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, helping strangers find the podcast, appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. If you're not listening on Apple or iTunes, 
you can uh, tap into the podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, where I've also been releasing a monthly playlist every first of the month. So that August one is there now. I'll put all the links in the episode notes for those, as well as the Dan Cable Presents mugs and t-shirts. Stoked to dive into episode 266, return guest Spinach is back on the podcast. This dude came on a couple years back, episode 187 under the moniker Smythe is what he was uh, going by at that time. He's a Portland, Oregon-based producer, beat maker, rapper, and just a really solid dude that I've had the opportunity to get to know over the past couple years so we're gonna get into our chat momentarily he's got a new record available called compostables volume three part of that series and it was it was rad to to get some more insight just on the whole compostables series of of music and and how he has put those collections of tunes together and where they have come from and and kind of how they all fit together so that's coming at you real soon that's up on Bandcamp right now those links will be in the episode notes as well for spinach so you can keep up with him if you're new to the programming here i would suggest that you go back and and check out some previous episodes my chats with artists coming at you every friday and then every other wednesday my series with my cousin I Dig Records comes out where we pick a record and do the deep dive on it. We recently did Tom Petty's iconic album, Damn the Torpedoes, the one that was produced by Jimmy Iovine. So that is available and coming at you every other Wednesday. If you're a Portland local and you want to see some free music, Every Wednesday night at Produce Row from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And every Sunday, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at Produce Row Cafe in Southeast Portland. This Sunday, August 8th, we got Leah T. coming down from Seattle. And August 11th, JC Proof, Jeff Chilton, and his trio will be down there. Jeff is one of my favorite artists to see perform live in the city so that's going to be a killer one and then tyler robeson and karen ann are there on august 15th and august 18th mike mo beats former guest of the podcast will be doing a dj set over there so the produce row cafe links will also be in the episode notes so you can look at the full monthly calendar and keep up with what is happening over there Hope everybody is doing well, finding a way to stay afloat and maintain some positivity within the uh, the world that feels like it is on fire. Last week, I recommended the Woodstock Peace, Love, and Rage documentary. That is uh, about Woodstock 99. That's on HBO. Killer watch if you haven't seen it yet. This week... What am I what am I recommending this week? And why am I recommending things? Is this Anyway, I love music documentaries. I've been watching a lot of them. If you have the Apple TV subscription, I've been watching that Mark Ronson series which has been 
awesome. And the first episode is devoted to sampling, which is uh, something we talk about in this episode with spinach. So can't recommend that enough. If you have the access to Apple TV, I've watched the first two episodes of it and it's killer. So that's my my weekly recommendation that, that nobody asked for. And with that, we are going to get into episode 266. Cannot thank Spinach enough for doing the thing again. Really enjoyed our time hanging out at Mount Tabor Park, talking music, talking process, and everything in between. We are going to kick episode 266 off with the first track off of that new Compostables Part 3. It's called Grape Uncrustables. Let's do the damn thing. Made up of food waste that could be composted. Explain. ready to to dive into it deep dive (laughs) i was was looking back on episode 187 which is your your first appearance on the Mm. on the show and i was listening back to that a little bit today but uh that was almost two years ago that we uh we talked for the first time yeah (laughs) sporadic had just come out around that time and indeed yeah we we dove into that and just some of the two years yeah dude what (laughs) (laughs) everything's a like fucked up blur because of the the pandy yeah (laughs) (laughs) the pandy (laughs) oh man the pandy um that's crazy that's actually really crazy i wonder what what episode number is this this will be 266 266 tight i yeah i like 
I wonder if there's any any like number. <laughs> I like like thinking about the ah. number I got. You know. Well, it's it's two sixty six. It's actually probably closer. It's a. Uh, I don't know. You gotta add like another twenty three. <laughs> episodes on top of that if you include the i dig record series so it's okay, probably like we're probably okay, like right okay. around a hundred episodes later right whoever gets those round numbers is lucky like the hundredth episode you know <laughs> do you know uh bryson the alien uh yeah yes yeah. That, yeah, yeah yeah so they were episode some aliens was the episode 18 okay so we have kind of started this tradition that that every episode that ends in 18 so i did 118 with them nice 218 with them yeah. and hopefully the there story you go. Will, will continue so that's it. yeah it's fun yeah. to have those little easter eggs <laughs> exactly. throughout the uh yeah, yeah. uh oh did you just spill the beans like were people supposed to know. yeah no i mean we talk about it so you know it's <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. widely discussed on those episodes oh, that yeah. it's like some sort of anniversary of something no, <laughs> so that, that's amazing yeah yeah, but good good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's uh I've gotten to see you a couple times in the the last like couple months too, which is yeah. cool and get to see you do some some sets, some yes, different sir. kinds of sets, which is mm-hmm. uh like I don't know, I saw you a couple months ago at Produce Row and you were just spinning some vinyl. Yep. You know, just spinning some tunes that you dig. Yeah. But then we played this show together last week or so. That Mississippi Pizza with Fox and Galaxy, Foreign, that was super fun. Yeah, shout out to all them. That was that was an awesome time. Yeah, we had a cool like packed out room for the majority for sure. of the night and just really solid turnout. Was that your yeah. first uh, real show since all this is going I on? I think so. Aside from that DJ I, set, you yeah, did? I I think yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did I did another beat set with uh, Sherbert. Oh, I, I the, remember that. Yeah, I went to right, that. Right before y'all set. did the pod. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really fun one also. But yeah, I think those are kind of the but only just like, ones. yeah, being in a room with people and uh, feeling the energy was right. was very, it was very cool. It was good for my mental, I me feel too. like, to, I know. to have that experience again. Seriously. Me, no, me as well. Um it was that was a really 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 good show, yeah. Yeah, but that night you had the turntables out and you were fucking around with the the Serato vinyl, right? Which yeah, yeah, still I, totally getting used to, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe you could kind of like break down like what what is that, what is that situation? Right. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna like watch you do it and kind of understand what's happening with the sure. the two different. Uh, vinyls the the serato vinyls and right. how that interacts with your software and whatnot so what's what is that situation yeah totally so i have um a dj mixer that's it's a, it's a rain 62 and it has serato built into it and then it has a usb from the back that plugs into your computer when you plug it into your computer it opens up serato software on your computer and then essentially you can load songs from your computer's library onto each of the turntables. And so you can play whatever song you want off your computer, but you're still manipulating it on vinyl, if that, okay. if that makes sense. <laughs> because the basically, the vinyl you use are specially made, um, and the needles read them as whatever song you loaded onto them. 
it's kind of crazy though. I, like, yeah. I'm even explaining it and I don't fully just, grasp yeah. like <laughs> just how that all transfers over right. and works together. It's, it's, it's very it's cool. Really, really cool. And it's actually been around for like a surprising amount of time. Like the, you know, nowadays the USB is, is new, I guess it used to be, um, a, a box from your mix, uh, your mixer into this special box that did it, you know, but now that's kind of, they condensified that just to one, one device. Um, yeah. And I mean, nowadays they have turntables that don't even have needles. They're just laser. They just yeah. <laughs> laser read, you know, I, I see like Jazzy Jeff has, is on that and stuff. Um, so that's super cool. Yeah. I, I, the DJ world is, is pretty wild. <laughs> and then you can, uh, it's nice cause you can essentially put something on vinyl that doesn't exist on vinyl exactly. and be able to manipulate it authentically or right. even even your own tracks because you you know you're fucking around with your your own stuff on there exactly. as well you're not necessarily just right you know cruising the library right and that's the whole goal just just because yeah like that feeling of vinyl and using vinyl is I, I don't know. It's it's hard to hard to replicate that, you know. Yeah. Um, hard to d- jump on like a controller like I yeah. have and just like fuck with the uh right, the, right. the fake t- tables on that. Which those are super cool too, you know, like yeah, no I'm not not like a a purist or whatever. Yeah. Like that stuff is awesome, but uh yeah, just that feeling of vinyl is, is really Yeah, I can't imagine used to it. Yeah. Used to it That's not like the use that I get out of that DJ controller is is messing with the scratching at all. Uh huh. Right. So I would imagine, though, you know, coming from vinyl to something like that would would just feel very uh-huh. weird and, and soulless <laughs> to a certain degree. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, the needle can't skip on this. You know, <laughs> yeah. Those little those little imperfections and whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's it's just dope, and and I like how robust it is, kind of too. You know, it just yeah, it feels good. It's nothing like it, you know. Yeah, is that uh, also just a nice way to push yourself in a different direction and work a different muscle in some way of yeah. the, the well, musicality mm-hmm. of like doing that sort of show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And just being able to like shake it up from show to show too, and yeah. For sure, um, I I definitely uh, yeah I aspire to to have options you know when I perform where it, where it's just yeah it's not going to be the the same show every time and whatever and and I and I've played a lot of yeah sometimes I'm rapping with friends sometimes I'm solo rapping sometimes it's a beat set sometimes yeah DJ or whatever it it kind of comes down to um, whatever project I I have at the time or whatever um music i have to show at the time or or just kind of whatever i'm feeling or whatever suits the venue and or mood you know it's sort of a combo of all those factors um yeah and and you know just uh it's it's all aspects i love and and enjoy um participating in you know so it's uh yeah nice to be able to to try and you know flex all all of them and to try and you know sharpen skills in all in all those ways you know yeah yeah that's... and and you can just set up even these hybrid shows where you can do a little bit of 
everything if you want. Yeah, totally. I've definitely done that. Yeah, like first half, I'll play this stuff and then transition into this. Yeah, for sure. And then I guess it keeps the audience on their toes a little bit, you know, um, at least hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that we we touched upon in our previous conversation is just you talking about the importance of pushing your craft and, and always being exposed to new things to you know to get better so i'm curious over the past two years or so and leading up to the release of compostables volume three which uh i guess is now dropped um because this conversation will come out like tomorrow or something so the 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 record is out um on all the streaming platforms so you can actually oh i'm a liar (laughs) um bandcamp first bandcamp first in okay one week all the streaming so yes close close uh close. you should support it on bandcamp yes. they're doing the first friday first friday of and every it's the month. first time i've um partaken in that okay uh, yeah so hopefully hopefully drives in um and all the all the proceeds will be donated to a uh, black futures farm which is a a local um farm they're looking to establish sort of um black and native food sovereignty um specifically and you know be able to be you know sustainable in that way and and be able to feed um those communities who who really need it um so uh i yeah i think it's a great thing for people to to donate to and i think it's you know a good way to sort of uh like spend you know your privilege and sort of reinvest in in communities who need it but yeah so that's that's the reason i i'm doing i've seen other artists do this and been inspired by this and and for like independent artists it's kind of the only way to um make money if you're not really getting any from streaming you know it's like yeah kind of make it exclusive on Bandcamp. hopefully people you know find a little bread to support it because buying an artist's album on i can't remember the metric but um getting an artist's album on Bandcamp is the equivalent of like for five bucks or something is is just like an absurd amount it's of like streams. twenty thousand streams something probably like that. or something yeah, yeah exactly exactly so um yeah uh so yeah try i'm testing it out sort of yeah. trying yeah Bandcamp the day this drops and then in a week I'll, I'll do the rest of the streaming stuff so anyone can listen and having uh some proceeds go to an organization that you're obviously stoked about it you feel like that adds a different attachment to the the record of the release and kind of the intent yeah i like i've with compostables um the last one I, i i donated to um don't shoot i try and make it like sort of a mutual aid type of thing um where yeah it's it's sort of just um i don't know i think i think art can um be a powerful tool to sort of like cross collaborate with these people doing things in the community also that are that are really um important and tangible you know um and so it, i like to have this sort of sector of my releases be um specifically geared towards calling attention to those things and hopefully also raising you know material contributions and 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 getting people um, aware of, of, you know, there's so many great orgs that are like local and, and doing important work, you know? Um, so, so yeah, tr- trying to, 
do my best to to keep up with that stuff you know yeah there's obviously uh with the the new record there seems to be you know maybe this <laughs> angst that hasn't been <laughs> pr- present on uh on other albums mm. that's that's funny yeah i guess i guess there is maybe yeah i mean i still think it's you know still the vibes for days and i would put it on pretty much for any any occasion but some of the tones i feel like have have an edge to them you know and uh it seems like you want to it's important for you to attach some sort of message to the music or give give people something mm-hmm. to to think about i guess i'm i'm thinking specifically yeah about fun fish and the end of that record (laughs) and how you know it's one of my favorite tracks on the album but but then you have that uh that narrative out you know and talking about the the lunch system yeah (laughs) um yeah that's something um that always excites me as a producer is is sort of um yeah, with this compostables, I definitely tried to do a little more um, sort of thematic and interlude type type stuff. Um, and so, yeah, that that was one funny uh, way where I combined two different uh, audio sources to tell a message, if you will. Um, and yeah, I, I tried to do that throughout the album and scatter a little, um, you, you know, just 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 little nuggets of of uh you know uh uh i guess just different forms of analysis for for whatever i was doing you know yeah i think it's i don't know it's still playful but (laughs) but i think uh evoking some thought Mm -hmm. is is a very cool element to having those those vocal narrations in there and because it's it's so sweet you're listening to this this adorable voice talk about the the lunch system but then out of nowhere destroy right. capitalism <laughs> like, and it's and it's yeah the, the voice completely flips satan comes out <laughs> no i'm, I'm I, I i appreciate now, you saying that really yeah i mean i i think it's um so, some quote I heard recently that really stuck with me and was um, somewhat of a mantra going through this was, I think it was a Bong Joon-ho quote, and he's like the director of Parasite and a bunch of great movies, and he said, art should um, disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. Mm. And, and I oh, really cool. loved that. Um, so maybe, you know, hopefully that, instance um that we're talking about at the end of this track is uh is is somewhere up that alley is at least my goal with that (laughs) also like the halfway point of this track is like where everything like really starts moving is so good dude thanks so much man means a lot yeah this one it's funny yeah kind of with compostables every beat has a little story and i don't really sit down you know that's kind of the idea is that compostables they're sort it's sort of like you know moldy food in my cupboard if you will or whatever Mm. and i'm you know redistributing it um whereas you know not every i don't i don't like sit down and i'm like i'm gonna make the next 
compostables really it's just kind of like oh i have a lot of beats that people haven't heard that i've collected over x amount of time right and then i'm thinking like oh yeah like let me let me get a little theme or a little gimmick going or whatever and craft sort of a sound around that right um so i have a lot of plans in the future yeah uh, for it but um yeah with this beat specifically um yeah i i had a, a friend who was who was gonna rap on it and they did something with it um and then we we went off and and we're working on an entirely different project and this like that particular beat kind of didn't fit for it or whatever so you know it ended up ended up here but yeah. yeah is it easy for you to differentiate those types of things and come to those conclusions about things fitting and what needs to be cut because I, I feel like that's kind of a part of the mm -hmm. evolution of the artist usually is because when you're first making things you kind of want to put it all out <laughs> right or, or you're just like no I made all these for this record and everything makes it totally and that that's definitely the romanticized narrative that you know i'm just gonna like sit down and like make the album you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the cabin in the woods and like you know just craft this this epic sprawling record right but um i don't know it, it, it kind of never works it doesn't seem to work that way even though i definitely think i do get the most satisfaction and enjoyment um out of out of really like crafting a project and feeling like I, I, um, I don't know, put my all into an album and, and it, on, on some level, but I, compostables is sort of in between for me. It's like, yeah, like, you know, there's, there's themes in here and stuff, but I, I didn't necessarily, um, I, 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 you know, I, I wouldn't say, I'd say it's not, you know, like my life's work or whatever you know what i mean yeah. it's kind of to it's partly just for me personally because i i think i can be um really overcritical of myself and a major perfectionist sometimes so this is sort of to let loose a little bit and it's a little outlet for me to just be like ah no okay like these were just sitting around for a while they haven't found their way anywhere else here you go you know <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting that that is kind of the mentality between like behind the compostables thing because everything ends up feeling so cohesive mm. you know I or even it. or even talking to you about what what i said about uh like these some of these feeling angstier or something like uh, that yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and it's not all it's not across the board <laughs> i think it's uh it's a few of the tracks that, sure. um, the, no, they, there's yeah, yeah, like Wiener Rap, yeah, <laughs> I think is another one of those tracks where I'm like, oh, this is, uh, this also has a little angst behind mm -hmm. it. It's, it's and you're heavy. right, it's funny, like, um, and my, my homie was telling this, me this too. He's like, I'm excited for people to hear, um, this style of sound from you, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they haven't heard this you know yeah. what i mean and it's so funny to me because yeah i've been again been sitting on a lot of these beats for a while and i, and I know that i make stuff up this alley right but people only know what they've 
heard, you know what I mean? They only know what's out there, right? Yeah. Um, so it's a good reminder, like, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put some music out. You know? These are yeah, these are some heavy overtones. Right, right, right for sure. I, I've been yeah, like digging more into psych rock and prog and stuff, and um, yeah. So, so uh, it's 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 so funny. I, I, Cause yeah, for a while I've known that, right? <laughs> but not everyone knows. Yeah, dude. I think all that that guitar-driven stuff is really like kind of this game changer to the sound a bit. And, yeah. It's like where where maybe the previous had a lot of those like '60s and '70s soul influence, and yeah, yeah. this one this one gets a little like spacier at times, but still yeah. maintains the deep pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. I, uh, yeah, I think um, I probably you know I probably had a few beats that I knew. Um, we're going on it sort of when I, when I was like, I kind of need to put something out, you know? And, and like, what, what have I been sitting on that I could, that I could put out? Um, but it's probably not going anywhere else, you know? And, and then I sort of crafted around that. And so, yeah, I, 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 I definitely don't, it's not just, okay, here's like 10 beats. And I didn't really think, yeah, Yeah. I definitely want to create, at least somewhat of like a you yeah you're not gonna hear exact like you were saying like a 60s soul joint and then just like a you know and if if it made sense sure but um yeah i i do think about the 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 uh the the overtones of of the sound and the sonic direction you know um and uh being that these are a lot of tracks that are just kind of you know sitting on deck and um haven't really found their place are a lot of the titles just whatever was in like the original file name or is that Mm. something that you you know do does the do the (laughs) do the titles tie together some sort of story between themselves or if i used um and and rappers know this and my my friends who i make music with especially who who i send beats to if i used the titles that uh i named my beats oh man i don't know how people would ever search any of my music <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but uh i with this particular one so it's it's pps lunches um so each compostable's kind of kind of has a theme um based around the sound and or um a a particular group of items that are compostable um so pps is the school district i went to and a lot of people in portland went through portland public schools um one that a lot of my family i mean you know my grandparents went to and and yeah so um i sort of wanted to commemorate and uh memorialize the lunches that uh uh, we we grew up on um so that's that's awesome so yeah. that's the guide for for these particular tracks there was literally a item called the wiener rap that's um, amazing. That, that exists it might still exist i'd be 
surprised. But yeah, the audio clip I found for that particular one was these uh, these two guys on like a on like an OPB radio show or something like that talking about. The, and they were laughing about it too so i was like okay you know yeah that's amazing <laughs> this, this has been a thing you know for a while um and uh yeah so all all those titles um are yeah lunches it, it, it's sort of it's like a lunch menu if you will um for this particular one and then i have a lot of ideas for the future of of sort of specific yeah group compostable um items that that'll be the track titles if you know yeah we talked a lot about uh your love for full length albums and that kind of complete mm. experience last time as well and the sequencing yes. that goes into making a record is that part of a big part of the fun for you with something like this because all the tracks were there before it really is um and yeah, it's something I deeply um, value and care about still. Yeah, that hasn't changed. I don't know why I always kind of have to. I yeah. don't think that that's going to go away. Yeah. I, I, don't th- I, th- I think that's a good thing yeah. to keep around too, you know? <laughs> yeah, doesn't doesn't seem like it. I, I I critique that harshly when I'm listening to an album too. I'm like, why did they put this at the start? Oh, like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. um, I think, I don't know, I think there's a... I don't know. There's a lot of ways you can do it, um, and I try to stay open. But I, I, I kind of like to think that there's an objective answer when you have a group of tracks um, for an album. I, part of me likes to think like, nah, there's kind of like an order these should go in. You know, there's kind of a there's kind of a right answer to some extent. Um, then that said. There's so many ways to um, make a transition work between tracks. You know, add a little audio snippet, add you know, it's you know, a little interlude beat that'll weave them together. There's a ton of create creative ways to do it, but there is also something to be said, I believe, about the journey that an album can take. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. a like any good story, or you know what have you beginning middle end or or not but you know yeah yeah i think my my compliments again to you are that i think that it has that experience that front to back journey but also you can listen to any of these songs on their own and Mm -hmm. they don't need any other context either sure yeah that sure right like certain albums are you know, you kind of have to listen front to back if you really want yeah. all the, if, if you want to really, really get it or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, I think, yeah, with compostables, it's maybe one of them I'll make like that, um, but I feel like for the most part, yeah, it's like 10 tracks, but then there, you know, there, but there's also a little story there if you listen, all, if you listen, you should, you like, quote unquote, should listen in order. However, yeah. if people listen at all, I'm very stoked, but, uh, but yeah, there's there's some craft there's a craft involved for sure. For sure, and then you, if you don't listen in order, then you miss out on just some of those transitions that exactly. that happen, which are sometimes my favorite parts of an album is how you right. got from one place to another. Like I know we already touched upon Fun Fish, but I think the way that Fun Fish 
goes into the mini corn dogs is like especially with flipping to that destroy capitalism like into the next track is uh i think you like set the tone almost for that that next track that is destroy capitalism because then you again get like kind of this cutesy thing up top and it flips quick too right and that's i i really appreciate all that um and i think that's sort of where the the in, intuitive comes in, even though that was like a you know a manufactured um, interlude and stuff. But I, when I was making that, I was like, okay, what's this flowing into, and what's coming next? You know, that's always in my mind too. And, and it just I don't know. That I bet like some music theorist and like you know people on this level could be like, oh well, obviously you know this track before is in F minor, so it makes sense to make the next one. You know, there's there's something to be said about that. Um, I'm sure there's people who think about that when they're making albums and stuff and, and, and tempo, you know, all that. But um, for me, I just kind of play them back to back and if there's like an intuitive like, you know, thumbs up, then, then uh, yeah, I, I, I try to trust that. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, I was just, when I was listening to this uh, earlier this morning for the first time, I was just real engaged with it mm. and was excited about where it was going to go because it seemed to like keep offering these curveballs to me oh, a little sweet. bit while, again, maintaining that um, that cohesiveness. But yeah, man, I just, uh, these are these are my favorite tracks of yours. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like as far as the the instrumental stuff, I think oh, these cool. are. I I think it's it's the whole thing though. It's the collection of the tunes together. I think that mm. makes it feel that way. Dude, um, thanks. I'm glad. You know, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, kind of, you know, each pro like, yeah. On a, on a certain level, it won't be everyone's cup of tea or whatever and some people will, will want like the the soul beats and stuff but i i'm you know that that's uh that's yeah very very nice to say and i'm glad yeah that yeah just just hopefully each one gets a little better every time you know kind, kind of thing hopefully you're always sort of sort of reinventing always sort of pushing your own boundaries and and finding a way to keep it interesting you know yeah dude i think uh this next track on the record chicken witch mm. this one particularly i um i don't know man i felt like you were carving out something a little different for yourself here with uh with the bluesy shit yeah a little bit you right know? it's like it's like almost like a tinge of country like kind of you know <laughs> yeah like, like, it is it is and i think that's like what like makes it really special bit, like i want to play this still funky i want to play this but, one <laughs> all the way through go for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is one of my favorites dude
dirty ass muddy waters kind of vibe to it and i don't know i don't i don't feel like i've heard too much of those genres being melded together like that is that is there some producers that have kind of uh triggered your your interest in kind of seeking out those samples and maybe digging into the psych rock that you're talking about or the you know the dirty blue like this is dirty it's <laughs> like it gets down dude. thank you dude um that's a great question what producers i mean i don't know if this particular beat would be the best example necessarily but um definitely lp has been um a big influence for a long time but yeah specifically i've kind of been listening to his stuff like wow this is like really unique you know and and how does he carve his his own sound out you know what i mean um so in terms of yeah exploring yeah psych rock and and just just sort of digging digging in different genres for those inspirations um, def- he's definitely one. Aesop Rock is another one for sure. As a producer, like not only, definitely a huge influence as a rapper, but producer as well. Um, who else? Um, Madlib, of course. In terms of having um, such an expansive, uh, yeah, it will sample any genre, right, right? Right. And and that's that is always something that I try and keep in mind like you it it can be anything yeah you're buying a lot of records that you would never listen really listen to 100 percent front to back you're just looking for that just that one piece some of the best like funkiest drum breaks and whatever are on like you know christian folk records you know what i mean like yeah exactly you're just looking for the looking for the little piece it's it's um that 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 is what fascinates me a ton too is like there there's just like you try and reach for something that's sort of beyond like what you can make with your conscious brain almost it's like okay how can i take these totally disparate and and random elements you know and and make them make sense together yeah right i mean i think it's also yeah just so so fun to be pulling something completely off the radar into into a production too because you know anybody could sample the james brown and right sample the marvin and the the tina turner but like to go into some, you know, the Gresham High School band <laughs> record and and find something off of that, or you know, something yeah. just crazy <laughs> off the map is is it's the best. Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, and it makes it even <laughs> even more unique in in the compositions. Yeah, because you're digging into something. I think so, dude. I think so. I I. Yeah, there exactly. Like I think there's something to be said about taking the classic joint and and I actually planting the seed. I want to make one of the compostables like um sort of like staple foods or something like that yeah. where I take sort of the known samples and yeah. see if I can freak them in a way that maybe I haven't heard yet or, mm. or you know. Um but but no, I, in the in the same breath, yeah, I I 
I definitely feel most creative and, and often like most satisfied when I, I take something where I'm kind of like, when I'm listening to it and, and you get that feeling, you're like, ah, I don't know. But then, but, but maybe you, know? yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you do it and it's, and it's like, oh, I've never made a beat that sounded like that before. So it's a good exercise, a really good creative exercise, you know? For sure. And it's not to say that you can't make fresh, fresh, like good jams with the, some of those classic samples, you know, They're classic people are always reason, going and you know, people, yeah, yeah people yeah. are always going to find different ways to manipulate things. But mm-hmm. when you send the, the person that's going to do the deep dive into this rabbit hole where they're just like, what, what is this sample from? And then they're listening to this record that they probably would have never listened never to. Heard. I, th- yeah. I think that, um, Man, that Craig Diggers series that's on YouTube is just like such a cool insight so into sick. into that world of, you know, just pulling records, the dollar yeah. records and exactly. the weird, yeah, like 60s folk pop record or like, yeah, oh, man. some obscure dance record, you know, that it's like was so a flop. Dope. It's like, so It keeps me so um, inspired and hungry and like I... I sometimes slack on on digging, but I uh, yeah, I, I I'm actually going back to work at Dig Vinyl pretty soon, and I'm excited for that because yeah, just being around records and hearing a ton of music, it's it's the source, you, you yeah. know, for 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 the way I do it and the way you know we do it and whatever. Um, it's it's it, it's just endlessly it's it's this endless um mine for inspiration. You know, um, I, I I think it's it's extremely invaluable. Even if you like don't make sample based music, like you know, just just I, listening yeah. to weird things and random things, and and investigating uh, sample based music. Yeah, for how you can turn one thing into a totally different thing. You know, yeah. Agree, one hundred percent. I don't even, I don't even sample music. I don't make beats or anything. I it's. Um, but it's more just even from that listener aspect of, yeah, always wanting to hear something new or just like keep finding stuff and exactly finding out the connections between things. Even if it wasn't something sampled, like I want to know, mm-hmm. like if you tell me today about some record that heavily influenced your craft, I'm probably going to go check it out. I'm going to add it to my music library. Um, yeah. And likewise, it's exactly. um, like when I was talking to Sherbert, Mm-hmm. He was talking about that People Under the Stairs record. Mm. Never heard it. Mm. Then I talked to Mike Mo the week after. He talked mm. about that People Under the Stairs record. <laughs> Still hadn't heard it. Next time I was at the record store, bought the People Under the Stairs there record. There you go. Like, yep. I don't need to hear it <laughs> to know. Like it's uh, it's obviously a staple. Yeah. For you know a community right. of people. Right. And uh, I I'm just like I'm cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into that. I don't yeah. need to. I don't need to hear it before. I'm just going to pick it up. It's, yeah, it's like sometimes you have to remind yourself, but there's so much dope music out there. It's an endless well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, so much stuff that, yeah, there's like this whole world of people who worship this. Yeah. And you've never tapped into that world or you haven't yet or whatever. And and that's amazing, you know. Um, And I think hip-hop, um, really puts that on display in a, in a genius way, you know? 
Yeah. Shout to Sherbert and Mike Moe. <laughs> Good dudes. Absolutely. But yeah, man, I, I think uh, some of the the psych stuff and the bluesy shit like feels like yeah. experimental in some ways, I guess, from like the other stuff I've heard of yeah. yours. And, and I think that that's, I'm glad. I think that's really, you know, a cool world to like maybe look into, you know, pulling weird like 60s garage and psych records right. to see what the spacey guitars are doing. Cause you know, it's all like, there's going to be some atmosphere pyrrhic shit at least in exactly. there exactly and i'm often just looking for for textures really yeah you know? well, <laughs> sometimes it's not just like oh this is a crazy melody you know a lot of times it's it's just like oh this this just the the sonic quality of of this particular recording sounds yeah interesting or, or i like it so so let me see if i can yeah combine this with some yeah yeah, for sure. Especially some of that like shoegazy music with the, mm-hmm. the melodies of the guitars and, and stuff like that, you know? Right. Exactly, exactly. So and and yeah, that's what um yeah, digging digging in different genres can really can really um encourage, you know. Yeah. I feel like some of that blood orange taps into mm, that yeah. kind of vibe of like the R and B stuff with the the shoegazy uh spacey mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, at a certain point, as an artist, you you're just kind of a combination of the stuff that that you've heard and has moved you on some level mm-hmm. or at some time, you know. So always trying to trying to listen, trying to take in some stuff that that you haven't before. Well, no matter what, expand your your palate a little bit and 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 you know get get your mind moving, especially when you're in a rut or something. Sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, I'll just put on records I've never heard. Yeah, you know, and then it's like, oh, okay, there's some. It's transcendent, like when it taps in. You know, sometimes it's the the thing you need to like shake you out of a funk. Yeah, you know, or and put you in a completely different space. Or, you know, right. You, it's it's taking a trip or whatever, or you know, or a long walk through somewhere you haven't before. You know, or hiked. Right. You know, it 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 really is. Being open to the experience though is uh, seems to be key to that you have to like want to yeah you have to want to do that because yeah there there might be a lot of these kind of what the fuck moments of (laughs) like what is happening right here in this record you're just like i'm gonna keep pushing through push through i'm gonna gonna see Mm -hmm. see where this goes yeah absolutely that that is something i think i heard pete rock talk about and i think he talked about dilla having taught him that is like yeah sometimes in the last like 10 yeah. seconds of a song you know <laughs> it, it encourages patience and, and it, it um yeah teaches you to, to to really just just sit and listen sometimes and tap in to um to and be in the moment you know it's it's meditative you know um yeah yeah so i you know so yeah some of these yeah samples are probably um because I did that, so it's a it's a good like reminder that that sometimes yeah just yeah waiting for the moment you know yeah I think I've also kind of going back to that comfortability quote that you were talking about I think I have found that I've really come to like and I think jazz has taught me this the most of that a lot of those uncomfortable moments are so important. Mm. for like in context to the song or even the whole record because 
like when there's that relief from those uncomfortable moments like that relief doesn't feel the same without the the discomfort you know it's uh it's important it's a part of the you know it's a part of what makes it beautiful yeah so (laughs) yeah yeah like digging into some of the the more out shit from Mm. sunny chirac (laughs) is uh yeah man there's this ask the ages record that i got turned on to this year by my cousin and there's yeah there's like the most beautiful ballad um (laughs) like jazz ballad on that record but there's also you know something very out before and very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable tones and some of the solos that are being taken by these incredible musicians and right yeah just i think jazz has had such a huge impact on on that thing of like wanting to push through because of getting to those moments on the other side you know the sun doesn't feel as good unless a rainy day comes before you know (laughs) what i mean like (laughs) yes this is not a hot take (laughs) (laughs) no but actually man it is but it is uh a good reminder for for me as someone who who really um tries to be detail oriented and sort of really pay attention to as many aspects as I can or know about in the moment or whatever. And I, and I tend to beat myself up really hard if like a snare isn't EQ'd just perfectly or like, or like my vocal as far as, you know, rapping goes or whatever, if I'm just like, Oh, but I was like slightly off on that one bar, you know, and, and things like that. But, but then to your point, yeah, those, little imperfections are kind of what makes it sometimes and and you have to know you have to know when to correct it and when to do better and when to aspire for more but then you also have to know when nah that's human and actually people kind of like hearing some of that stuff you know Mm -hmm. um it's it's hard it's hard hard to, to find yeah it it's hard to get outside of the the thinking of just examining it like self-examination i think is it's uh no one's ever going to hear every little thing that you no one's going to hear all of those mistakes it's uh it's like not that you shouldn't acknowledge mistakes at a show that you make i think some some moments can be very funny but there's uh 90 percent of the people aren't going to know that you fucked up that transition and so exactly. um, yeah it's hard it's hard to not be critical of your yourself and totally. because you have to you have to be able to live with your project and be able to be happy that it's right. out in the world so right um and, and it, there is like a finality to it you know it, it, it yeah it, there's there's the obviously you get to perform it live and make you know and and modulate it and and, and uh, you know plenty of ways after the fact but there is the one song and the one recording of that song that is kind of the main one you know mm-hmm. so you have to reckon with do you want yeah. how how do you really want that one to sound you know yeah for sure i guess that's also maybe where the uh the outside ears really come in handy sometimes you need mm-hmm. the outside ears to help you recognize that actually the part where the singer's voice cracks is coolest moment of the song right because it's so real it's so real you know exactly exactly and it it makes a moment you know um yeah yeah 
man, yeah, rains very, very um, close to home for, for me. That that whole yeah, this conversation. <laughs> I also just like love that mentality of maybe the uh, the accomplished jazz musicians or like the the musicians that play with sort of that that mentality of I'm gonna go for this solo and whatever note I blow is what I blow or whatever I play on the kit yep. is what I play and it might get real weird it might feel like it's completely lost its pocket or something but this is what I did and this is what it is yeah, this is what it is and, and everybody else is gonna especially in a you know, in a band, everybody else is going to figure out how to make sense of it to themselves. Yep. And then that's a whole fucking tangent of shit that happens. Absolutely. You have to take the plunge at a certain point, you know, because um, you can, you know, you can sit on top of the water slide and theorize about yeah. <laughs> what it's going to be like. But you don't really know until you just go down, you know, and maybe you, you bump your leg against the side or whatever or something, but you can, I don't know. You can, yeah, especially, I mean, it's a good example with, yeah, like a jazz solo or whatever. You can, you can make any note, uh, the right note. It's, it's kind there's kind of like, there's just like strong decisions and weak decisions or whatever. You can, you can make any like quote unquote mistake. Sure. That note was out of key, but Mm -hmm. was it out of key? Cause watch, I'll I'll like make, you know, I'll turn it around and then, yeah. Sometimes feel is better than the perfect note. I think, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Most of the time. That's the undeniable thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's exactly when it's too, when there, yeah, I think there is a point when it's too well crafted and too, like you know, yeah. you know, there's the like it's too on the nose. Yeah, it's too yeah. on the nose, and then it sounds a little rigid. You know, mm. there, there's there's um, there's a little a little sort of enigmatic and that you can tap into. You know, that that's just a little beyond explanation and and comprehension and it, it's just it's just a feeling thing yeah yeah it's hard to explain you know definitely but you can, when you hear something and you're listening you know you can feel it right and and a lot of times it feels like it it has a more potent feeling when there are mistakes you mm. know mm. so yeah very yeah very important to keep in mind especially for me like seriously so yeah i'm glad glad you mentioned it you know all right, man, we're going to circle back all the way to the beginning of this conversation because we went on some 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 tangents. <laughs> we, moved, we moved along um, in the best of ways. I, I tended, yeah. But um, like thinking across like maybe these last couple of years, what do you think is like really pushed your craft and like in advancing it and what's been important to – Oh God! Did we start there? And we yeah, went, yeah. Oh, boy. Know. I mean, we. St- I, I was I probably. Think, I was probably avoiding that. No, I think we like. I think we touched <laughs> upon a lot of things that like you know add up to those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, you know, tangentially related. <laughs> you know, a little bit. Mm. Um, so so say so, so some of the things in the past. Just uh, that you know, uh, so when, when reflecting upon uh, 
you know, the personal growth that mm. you, you said was important to you in our last conversation and kind of just like continuing mm. to expose yourself to, to new things or to, mm-hmm. you know, keep improving upon your craft. What do you feel like has mm. been key to you or, um, has it been, has it given you a lot of time during the pandemic to, to just like work on making music and huh. advancing um, shit? I think it has, um, but it has also been a challenge, uh, you know, obviously for, for anyone and everyone, but I definitely felt like and i'm sure there's there's people who who agree and who felt this i didn't realize um how much um i slash we all benefit from being around creatives and uh you know and and being um and sharing physical space even just you know going to shows and hearing an artist do their thing and getting inspired off that um like like you know we were saying at the top of about yeah being at that you know show recently playing the show yeah i left that feeling like oh i'm ready to like make some stuff yeah you know, right and you want to go home from the show and make more music totally <laughs> exactly and and the void of of not uh of not really having that it's not the same when you're seeing people do it online and whatever for me at least for other people maybe it is and and um i i, I wish i had that maybe or but because yeah i think I had to, I, I think there were several periods throughout the pandemic where, where my, my inspiration and, and, and I, I, yeah, I just felt like burnt out because I, I, and I think it's largely because I didn't have that, you know, um, physical space to share right, with people right. and make, make stuff in person, go see people rock and, and, you know, yeah, even go to like record store, you know, whatever, um, yeah, it just that that was void, you know, mm-hmm. like a little bit. So I had to seek the inspiration in different ways, and then obviously with the all, all the all the you know stuff that happened in 2020 and protest stuff and, and you know whatever and and the, the deep reckoning that I think everyone had to do on some level yeah. um, was really yeah definitely um, affected me a lot and and had me thinking. Um, introspectively a lot about what it means for me to be doing my craft and 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 you know thinking in, in the macro and stuff and what it all what it, yeah just you know those those bigger deeper questions with everything so so there were there were periods where i was sort of more just downloading you know and yeah. not really or stack and or stagnant mm. right, it, it kind of and 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 just feeling like i i i didn't have the the will or, or to create or i was like convincing myself that it wasn't right to create maybe yeah. in this moment and you know I, sh- I like there's there's bigger things than this kind of which was you know which is powerful because yeah I, I that's pretty unlike me like since i started um making music and, and really you know i i've, I've been pretty d- devoted i guess i'd say and i i put in you know at least like like several hours a day probably you know generally um so, yeah. So I don't know if that uh, answers your question. D- d- at I mean, all, I think but. that just like proves, you know, <laughs> how powerful those experiences and the impact of the uh, the happenings of the world. And it's like, man, it's it's real. This is uh, 
it's a lot and it's like this never-ending thing yeah you know it's yeah figuring out how to battle up against shit but not completely deplete yourself because it's a it's the you know it's just like learning any any craft it's a never-ending kind of dedication or like wanting to like receive that in Mm -hmm. some way a hundred percent so um and and you know yeah I, i i questioned whether it was even important for me to to you know is this like an important contribution to the world and i think i've come around and and you know found mostly that it is you know we need we need art people need art i think this is a way i can affect change you know or whatever well and i think there's a lot of importance on you know if this is something that helps you process the world and helps your mental then you're going to be a better person Mm. for the folks around you like so it's you know that alone is is a big factor i think huge absolutely and it is for you know like for me personally at least excuse me yeah i I answer that question like it does help help me when i do feel better uh, generally you know there's a point where where you're overdoing it and stuff and you need uh, like it's a balance to everything but, for sure um, but yeah so so no yeah i think uh but but it was but in the end of the day it's you know it's good to have periods where you're kind of yeah questioning it and you know and taking time to 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 think about it and, and, to, and to do other things and to pay attention to other things that are going on you mm, know absolutely yeah yeah it's it'll all still be there for you it's all still there exactly is there any uh have you picked up any new gear in the last year or so that you, uh, yes. aside from, you know, jumping into the, the Serato vinyl stuff, yeah, is there, yeah. is there anything else that has kind of maybe changed the way that you're making music right now a little mm-hmm. bit? I kind of meant to mention it earlier with when we were talking about, uh, sort of production and some of the, in some of the sounds that made it onto this album, um, are from a Moog sub 25. So it's a synthesizer, um, that's you know typically and historically sort of meant for bass sounds and it does have amazing yeah incredible bass sounds but i've actually been using it um again i i've done all my bass lines on machines so i'm probably just you know used to that um i've you know done a little bit of bass with the moog but um yeah i've been using it for more just uh, kind of, kind of, just little like sprinkles and and flutters and stuff. Uh, it can make some, you know, you can kind of make any sound with modular synthesis or whatever. Um, so, yeah, um, or subtractive synthesis. But yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. I, uh, yeah, I, it's it's uh, it's I've, I've definitely I have no idea what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> but it's been good. Yeah, it's it's been super helpful to add it into into my process and maybe that's that's some of what you were saying earlier um yeah the the edge to this mm. particular record maybe some of it comes from comes from that that boy so um yeah i've added that um wonder anything i guess nothing else like major i'm i'm always you know i've used machine since day one production wise um for me and and constantly still i've I've always had the same version of the software <laughs> never updated it but still i'm like 
constantly discovering different techniques to use and and rediscovering like uh, i'll go a whole year and i'm like oh i didn't i haven't used that effect in, in a while you know yeah this there's a lot to be to be done there so yeah yeah figuring still yeah still figuring it out you another <laughs> never-ending well like yeah. being able to manipulate sounds and whatnot so, exactly which I'm, I'm sure that makes it exciting that there's always kind of this new new thing to dive into right. to see how you can implement it into what you're creating right and you just get different ideas over different times you know and then feel like that you can uh yeah just challenge yourself with with oh i've never done that little transition before i've never used this thing before let me see how i can implement it now you know um so that yeah constantly that's that's the goal cool man well everybody should check out this this new record of yours go back check out the rest of the catalog spinach is the uh, the uh the new official moniker indeed indeed we didn't even yes. dive into that yes yes sir um yeah it's it's kind of the one i had when i was just starting out freestyling in high school and stuff yeah i remember um, talking about that right and then i don't know why i switched it <laughs> and, and you know but but hey like we're we're here we're back 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 to square one so i think this is the one i'm running with for the for the foreseeable yeah i mean <laughs> you know sometimes you just go through some iterations look at diddy so. you know? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah even yeah yeah mad lib man quasimodo yeah, all the, yeah. the whole thing so. for sure um yeah but yeah spin itch is 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 the is the one i think like at least yeah for now <laughs> well, i'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can uh can keep up with you and hopefully uh come see you out at a show i'm sure we're gonna have you back at produce row real soon mm, yep and Thank you, man. uh wherever else you're gonna be playing jams at and yeah all the stuff to check out online yeah, um, yeah be on the lookout for um a beat battle um that verbs is hosting at kelly's olympian on september 18th nice. saturday the 18th yeah that'll be there's some really dope producers who i'm who i'll be uh, uh battling or competing with or whatever if you will sharing the stage with um yeah and, and so that that yeah the details are still being worked out but that, that should be cool it should be really cool september 18th Portland, yeah Kelly's Olympian. Go check out this. Uh, yeah, I think that's the next show. Yeah. Go check out this event. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you. I uh, felt you as well, man. Thanks. I felt like a cool dude getting the opportunity to share the stage with you at, at Mississippi <laughs> Pizza. I, like the DJing stuff is all very new to me. And uh, so it's. You, you uh, killed it, man. You, you killed it. It's one man. of those things that's like a little intimidating to me because it's uh, one of the first times I've ever been on a bill of some sort with other people usually it's just you know djing at the bar or whatever and something like that and uh we also talked about the importance of having people like mentors ahead of you that you have a lot of respect for but you're willing to be vulnerable and like share your craft with them last time we talked and uh, it's kind of like it's kind of that situation because I don't know. I've I've seen all of you except for, with the exception of Foreign, who I'd never met until that night. And you but DJed I, for him and killed it. So. I've seen Fox yeah. like 
numerous times and gotten to know him over the last five years and gotten to know you the last couple of years and seen you perform. I'd seen Nick Galaxy um, perform once and was just like, that dude just does this whole next level thing on the xylophone. Yeah. I didn't even know Pearl made a xylophone and he makes it sound like a drum kit. And <laughs> it's that's incredible. So it was like an intimidating uh, list of people. Oh, for me, uh, of for people. me too, man. No, so, I, for me too. Yeah. And your set was at really good. And you're, you're like, you were killing it for, for Fox and Foreign. And that was just, yeah, an, an epic epic night of great performances so uh, yeah i felt lucky to be a part of it man seriously like, likewise yeah. dude uh, hopefully more you know yeah. more soon more shows yeah. coming at you do you want to can you send it with a an it's a program to properly end this thing it's a program that's uh spinach everybody if Woo. you want to go back it is episode 187 if you would like to get a, maybe a little more musical background on this uh on this fella but uh until then you have this episode and all the music to check out i was thinking maybe we play it out with cheese sandwiches go for it the second track off compostables three pps lunches it's available on Bandcamp. it's soon to be on the other streaming services that's the jelly jams and we will catch you on the flip side portland or wherever you are listening to this from. give a big shout out to distro kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast can't say thank you enough to distro kid for their support of this thing and make sure you go into the episode notes and find that distro kid link to receive 30 percent off your first year of membership with distro kid making their 
already affordable prices, even cheaper for you. So make sure you take advantage of that. And the link is also in uh, the link in my Instagram bio on the link tree. So you can find it there as well. Big thanks to DistroKid. Stay up, stay tuned.